Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. We are so excited because today is Mission Sunday. Come on, somebody. Let's get a cheer for Mission Sunday. And we're excited because Mission Sunday is absolutely historic. You know what's so cool? We get to be a part of a generous church. We're a part of a church where God is working, amen, where God is using us to reach the world. God has been using us to plant churches. You know, this last year, we're going to talk about this in a moment. We planted churches all across the U.S. We planted churches in Burundi, where God is using us to reach people for Jesus in an amazing way, and it's historic what God is doing. And that's why I get excited about Mission Sunday, because it's historic, not only in how God uses us to build his kingdom. But it's historic in that God speaks to us. It it marks a point in our life. Anytime God speaks to us, anytime God says, hey, I want to use you, it's a marker in our life that we'll look back on whenever we respond to that in faith and say, you know what? That's when God spoke to me. That's when I stepped out in faith. And that's when I started to see God bless my life. What's happening today is historic. It's historic in that we, as a church, are going to change nations by what happens today. How many of you thankful we serve a God that doesn't only save us, but he uses us to build his church? We serve a God that says, hey, I'm going to bring you in on what I'm doing on the earth. I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing. I love that about our God, that he blesses us. He pours blessing into us because he wants to use us to bless the lives of other people. You know what? And today is about us connecting with the heart of God. God's heart is for lost people. God's heart is for the nations. And that's why today is absolutely significant. It's a day where we say, God, speak to us. It's a time where we say, God, what would you speak to our heart? What do you want me to do? What do you want us to do as a couple to build your kingdom? And that's what makes it significant because anytime God speaks to our heart, it's a significant moment as we listen to him and say, God, I believe you're speaking to me. And yes, Lord, I'm going to do what you ask me to do. You know, that's where we experience God's supernatural work in our life is anytime we say, God, I hear your voice and God, I'm going to step out on what you say. God, I believe you're speaking to me. And so That's a significant thing, but we have to open our hearts to the Lord, what he'd want to say to us today. And so I want to encourage you to grab your missions brochure on your seat uh, and just hold it in your hand. Everybody grab it. Hold it in your hand. If you're watching online, we'll put a link in the chat or you can go to the home page of the James River website and pull it up there. We want you to be a part of this. And as you hold it, we're just going to say a prayer and ask the Lord to speak to us today, to open our hearts to the Holy Spirit say, God, we want to be a part of what you're doing. So can we bow our heads right now? Father, we thank you so much that you love people. We thank you for how you used us as a church. But God, we believe there's more. Speak to us today. Open our hearts and help us to listen and respond in faith. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Thank God for answered prayer. Amen. Thank God that he speaks. We serve a God who speaks today. Now, as you're holding this brochure, I want to walk you through some of the ways God has used us as a church, because it's absolutely breathtaking to see what God has done through us in this last year through our missions giving, how we've been able to impact. And so go ahead and open it up. And inside you'll notice there's a few, there's a list and some numbers there. The first thing you see in the list is missions support. We were able as a church to give $3,446,651 to missions. Come on, can we praise the Lord for that? Isn't that awesome? You know what's so exciting about that? This goes for supporting missionaries. This goes for supplies when missionaries ask us and they need help. You know how many missionaries we support in the U.S.? We support 166 U.S. missionaries. Praise God for that. We support in, around the world 452 world missionaries for a grand total of 618 missionaries that we're able to support as a church, reaching people around the world. And what's cool about mission support is not only are we supporting these missionaries as they're doing ministry, but when we get a call as a church from a missionary and they're like, hey, we need this technology or we need a vehicle or we have a huge need. Uh, uh, one, of the, one of the places we helped this year was in the People's Church in Sri Lanka and they were hit really hard this year and they were asking just for help and supplies and we were able to help them. We were able to provide Bibles to Afghan refugees. We were able to help the Uyghur people in China by translating discipleship materials. We were able to help do a food drive in Guatemala and much more all through mission support. Can we one more time praise God for $3 million, over $3 million in mission support? The next thing you see on the list as we go down is mission supplies and resources for missions trips. When you see missions trips on there, that's not paying for people to go on a missions trip. Missions trips are self-funded. But what this allows us to do is as we go on a missions trip, this is for things like putting a roof on a building or putting a floor in or helping in some way on these trips. These are the supplies that go for missions trips. The next thing you see on there is $795,639 for missions projects. I think we should praise the Lord again. Amen. You know what this is for? This is for building churches. This is for planting churches. You know, we as a church planted 20 churches around the U.S. last year. Praise the Lord for that. It's so cool. As, you, as we talk to the pastors, you're going to see some of them in a moment in a video, just how excited they are that James River Church got behind them, how, what God's doing as people are getting saved. We were a part of that. And last year, we adopted the country of Burundi, which was so cool. You know what adopting the country of Burundi means? That means we're planting 20 churches. That means we're digging water wells. That means we're building a primary school. That means we're building a Bible training school all in Burundi which is so cool. Part of this $795,000 went to that, but there are projects that are happening in Burundi right now. Three churches are being built. Two churches are already completed of the 20. In fact, here's a picture of a church in Makamba, Burundi, and these are the pastors and his wife. They're so sweet. You know what? They've been there for two months once this church got built, and already two Muslims have come to Jesus, which is so awesome. God's already using them. We're going to be building a water well right by this church. 
And I'll tell you why that's significant, because at this particular location, they have to walk a kilometer to get water from a hand-dug well where the water isn't clean. We're going to be putting clean water right next to this church that people will say, hey, this is part of the church which will reach people for Jesus. Let's praise God for what he's doing in Burundi. Amen? I love that. The next thing you'll see is that we sponsor kids through One Child Matters, and we gave $982,083 to child sponsorships, which is so, so awesome. That means we sponsor 2,442 children. Praise the Lord. Now I'll tell you, Beth and I sponsor four kids. We so believe in what we're doing through One Child Matters because this is not just providing for the physical needs of a child, which is absolutely huge. A child sponsorship provides for food, it provides for health care, it provides for education, but it also provides for a child's spiritual needs. It changes their life for Jesus. In fact, we had the opportunity to do a Skype call in the Philippines and just to even talk to some of the kids. And they're like, one of the, my favorite things about the One Child Matters program is that I came to know Jesus and the joy on their face through that. You know, when you change a child, you change a family. Amen. God, you uses that to change a whole generation. We're doing that because we're sponsoring 2,442 kids. That means last year as a grand total, we gave $5,265,001 for missions. Can we praise Jesus? Amen. Come on, let's lift up praise because we cannot do that on our own. Our God is able. Our God provides. Our God is opening doors in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, God, that you're using us. What a privilege, God. What an opportunity, God. We love you. We worship you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God for what he's doing. Amen. You may be seated. You know, I love sharing that because it really is miraculous. But the fact of the matter is there is more God wants to do. There's more ways God wants to use us. More ways God wants to channel his infinite supply through us as a church to reach more people around the world. You know what today is about? It's about faith. Us taking a step of faith, us saying, God, we want to hear what you would speak to our hearts. Faith to write down a mission's faith promise to say, God, we want to do more than we've ever done before. Faith to put seed in the ground and say, God, we're going to start giving because we know as we start giving, you're going to start multiplying. You know, when we step out in faith as believers, God always honors faith. That's where the power is. When you say, God, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm not going to wait till I necessarily have all the answers or see how it's going to work out. God, I want to step out in faith because I want you to use me. You know what? You're on your way when you step out in faith to God's blessing in your life. You're on your way because a faith step, you know, you put seed in the ground. God starts to multiply. You know, you say, God, I want to do this. I'm going to start praying about this. I'm going to start believing you for it. God starts to move. God always responds to faith. It's about faith. It's about blessing, but it's also about results. This is results of people who stepped out in faith. There are people who know Jesus because people stepped out in faith. It's about the results of the kingdom. You know, that's why when you hold this mission faith promise card and you're saying, God, what would you have me do? What would you have us do as a couple? God, how would you have us step out in faith? What you need to think about is 
God, what if? Because if God uses you, that means people are going to be in heaven instead of hell because you stepped out in faith. That's how it works. You know what? Jesus has placed us on this planet to reach the lost. You know, we can do everything else better in heaven. We can worship better in heaven. We can be in the presence of God better in heaven. We're going to be better people in heaven because we're going to be changed. And you know what? That's going to be awesome. But you know what we're not going to be able to do in heaven is reach the lost. God has placed us on this planet as his answer for humanity. Not that we can do it on our own, but that his power would fill us, that we'd be faith-filled believers. And we'd say, God, we're on mission for you, God, because we want to be used by you to reach this world for Jesus. In fact, Jesus said it like this in Luke. He said, use your worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it's gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. What he's saying is this, you know what? As I invest in the kingdom, as I say, God, use me to be a missionary of supply. God, use me, channel your blessing through me so I can reach more people. And I'm investing, I'm storing up treasure in heaven. What I'm doing is I'm using my wealth to gain friends. So when I walk into heaven, when you walk into heaven, there are going to be people that are there that say, you know what? The only reason I'm here is because you believed God and you gave. The only reason I'm here is because you stepped out on faith, allowed God to use you and you gave and you'll have friends for eternity because you said, God, I want to be used by you. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet the people that are there because I gave. And you know what? Today, you may have never, ever given before. In fact, today might be totally new to you. We do this a couple times every, a couple Sundays out of the year. We do a mission Sunday to talk about God's heart to reach the world. And maybe you're like, well, I don't know if I'll have any, there'll be anybody in heaven because of me. I've not really ever done that before. You know what the great thing about serving God is God always says, you know what? I'm going to give you an opportunity and you don't have to worry about what's in the past. I have a bright future for you. All you have to do is step out in faith. You watch as I use you. There will be people in heaven because you stepped out in faith. God will bless you as you give. That's the exciting thing about a faith moment. That's the exciting thing about a generosity moment. It makes me think of that scripture. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. It gets larger in that God blesses us, but it also gets larger in that we can say, you know what? I'm affecting people in the Philippines right now. I'm affecting people in Morocco right now. I'm affecting people all over the planet. I may never meet them, but I'm going to meet them in heaven and they're going to be there because I gave. God's expanding me for his kingdom in Jesus name. I love a generosity moment. You know, the other powerful thing about giving and as we think about God's heart for people and God's heart for the nations is this is something God has called us to do as a church, as a people, as the people of God. God has put us on mission. You know, Jesus, some of his last words to his disciples, it's called the Great Commission. He says this in Matthew and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, you know what? This is why I'm leaving you on this planet is because I'm going to use you. In fact, I'm going to do greater things through you than even I have done. 
because my heart's for the nations and I am sending you. I'm going to give you three motivators for missions giving. The first one is this. Jesus has all authority. Jesus has all authority. We talked about that last week, that Jesus has all authority, that he's in charge. How many of you thankful Jesus is driving the bus, all right? How many of you thankful we're not in charge, that Jesus has it all under control? When you don't know the answers or when you're not sure where to go, you can say, Jesus, I'm so thankful you have all authority. I'm so thankful you are in control. But you know what that means for us practically as believers? That means everything we own is on loan from God. It's his. Our lives belong to him. Our finances belong to him. In fact, the opportunities we get are from him to us. And he has the authority. So that gives us confidence as we step out in faith that God, you own everything. So I know you're going to supply But that also gives us a responsibility as believers to say, God, I'm under your authority. My life belongs to you, God. I belong to you. This is not mine. It's yours. And so, God, therefore, what do you want me to do with it? How do you want to work through me? You know, if you don't ask that question, you're not recognizing Jesus' authority. And honestly, you're missing out on the blessing he wants to give you. In fact, in Matthew, it says this, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. What Jesus is saying is recognize the kingdom, recognize my authority and honor that, put that first. And when you put that first, I promise you, this is a promise people. I promise you, I'm going to bless the rest. I promise you, you won't regret it. I promise you, there's not going to be something you need that you say, oh man, I I can't do it. No, Jesus says, you put me first, I will bless the rest. You put my kingdom first, I will bless the rest. But we have to recognize his authority. John Bonnell says, this is a great quote, says, if one first gives himself to the Lord, all other giving is easy. Man, isn't that the truth? If we give ourselves to God, if we say, God, I'm yours, whatever you want, God, however you want to use me, I'm right there. Then you know what? All of the giving's easy because you recognize it's all his. You're not the builder of your life. God is. You're not the blesser of your life. God is. He has all authority. And when you put him and say, God, you're in charge and you say, God, I recognize that you watch him pour blessing into your life. It's a motivator. The next motivator for missions giving is Jesus' heart is for all people. You know, when we say, God, my heart breaks over people who don't know you. You know, maybe as you're in your faith journey, you're like, man, I don't don't know that I think about the loss that much. I just want to encourage you. If you want to represent the heart of God, let the Holy Spirit work on your heart and say, you know what, God, that's not right. God, I want to be a person that reaches the lost. God, because that's where your heart is. You know why Jesus came? It says this in Luke, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who were lost. That's why Jesus came. He came to seek and save the lost. That's where he's looking. You know, God loves to meet his people. In fact, he inhabits the praise of his people. As we get in the presence of the Lord, as we come to church, we can know as we're worshiping God, God's presence descends on this place. And he loves to meet with his people, but his heart breaks for the lost. 
His heart breaks for people who don't know him. The reason we're here today is to allow the Spirit of God to move our heart, to say, God, we want our heart to be about what your heart's about. The reason we're here today and the number one reason this church exists is to reach the lost. So if you don't know Jesus today, you're in the right place. We exist to share the message and the hope of Jesus with you, that there is a God who loves you and there's a God who sees you and he knows exactly where you're at and he loves you and he can change your life today. That's God's heart. And we do well to recognize that because he says, go. You know, as people, you know what Jesus tells us to go because we have a propensity to stay. Right? We like our comfort zone, all right? We like, you know, I don't know about you, if you have a morning routine and you're like, man, I like my coffee this way and I like, I like, my, I like to have my outfit this way or I like this about this, you know, you like propensity to stay. But Jesus says, hey, you know what? The Christian life ain't about your comfort zone because I want to take you out of your comfort zone so I can use you in a supernatural way. My heart's for all people, but I want you to go. You know, the Apostle Paul, he, he brings up an interesting point when we think about going and we think about the people that need to be reached. Listen to this. He writes this in Romans. How can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can anyone go and tell them without being sent? You know what? For many of us, we're not going to be an international missionary and thank God for every single missionary that's on the field, how God is using them. People that are going into places where there's persecution, people that are going into places that, that are closed up and saying, God, I want to be used. But for many of us, we're senders. We're going to go by sending. We're going to be missionaries of supply. A missionary that says, God, I may not be on the ground in that country, but God, I pray that you would use me to be a missionary there by being a missionary of supply, by supplying your kingdom, by being somebody who sends somebody. I want to go by sending because your heart is for people. The next motivation for missions giving is Jesus power will always go with you. You know, as you saying, okay, God, I want to be used by you. I want to step out in faith. Oftentimes that comes with God saying to you, okay, you want to step out in faith and he drops a number in your heart and he says, okay, this is what I want to do through you. And you're like, that's awesome, Lord. I was thinking maybe less of a step of faith or that just kind of makes me a little worried. I'm not sure how that's going to work. You know what? A step of faith will do that because that's what faith, that's why it's called faith promise giving. It's not what you and I can do on our own. So when you look at what God drops in your heart, you're often going to think, huh, I don't have any idea how that's going to happen. But as you step out in faith, God's power goes with you. He says that Jesus says this in Matthew and behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He's saying this in relation to us being people that reach the lost. Jesus is saying, as you say, God, I want to be a person who reaches the lost. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. I want to go. And God, if that's by being a missionary of supply, send me. You know what Jesus says? I'll go with you. But God, I don't know how it's going to work out. Oh, don't worry. I put it in your heart. So guess whose problem it is? My problem. And I'm totally able to do it. I love that about God. God says, you know what? If I give you the faith and you step out, I'm going to supply. 
I'm going to supply. That's why oftentimes when you fill out a faith promise, you want to fill it out, but you also want to put seed in the ground because that's really the, that's where the faith comes in. You're like, God, I don't know how you're going to do this. This is all I have. And, but God, I'm going to put this in the ground because I know God, what I give you, you multiply. Paul says it like this. He's talking Corinthians about giving. Look what he says. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. He's saying, you know what? It's not about what you have. It's about what you give in faith that God multiplies. And you say, God, I'm just going to believe you're going to bless this. You know, and that's a, that's a step of faith. And you know what? You want to give as much as you can, as quick as you can when you're making a faith promise because you want to get that seed in the ground because that's how God multiplies that. As Beth and I think about our missions faith promise, we want to do more than we've ever done before, but we also want to put seed in the ground in a significant way because we know that that's the channel for which God, through which God blesses. That's how it works. You know, faith, that's how faith works in general. If you give your life to God, it's when you step out. It's when you say, God, I'm following you. It's when you say, God, I'm going to get baptized and I make a public profession of faith. It's when you take action on what God's put in your heart. That's faith. In fact, the Bible says faith without works is dead. So God will drop something in your heart, but then you say, God, I'm going to put seed in the ground. And God says, you know what? That's activated faith. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to pour my supply into them. I'm going to, I'm going to pour supply that they didn't know was coming, that they didn't know. They didn't know how it was going to work out. You watch how God does that so time after time in our lives. We've seen God do that channel his supply through us. And you know why God does that? Because what we're doing is part of building his kingdom. God has more for us to do than ever before. What we're called to do as a church through missions this year is breathtaking and significant, but it will take God's help. And so we say, God, use us. I want to talk to you. David's going to talk to you next week a little bit about what we're doing in the U.S., how we're going to be planting churches. I want to talk to you today about what we're doing internationally to plant churches. It's huge. It's awesome. It will take your breath away. So I'm going to show you a quick video that kind of talks about what we've done and what we're going to be doing. Check this out. Over the years, one of our main missions focuses as a church has been planting churches. Last year, we launched 40 different churches, 20 of those in the United States. We launched with 330 people. 50 people have been added to our dream team and a dozen people are going to be baptized for our baptism Sunday. On launch day, 13 people raised their hands and I decided they wanted to follow Jesus. Last Sunday, I mean, there was not an empty chair in the house. We just wanted to say, I'm Massive thank you for everything that you have sown. Our church has, has grown to 500 people in one year. Uh, we've seen over 40 people get baptized, over 250 salvations. Thank you so much for getting behind church planners like us. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank yes, you. Thank you. In 2021, we launched a project in the country of Burundi to plant churches, provide clean water, and partner with local missionaries to build primary schools and a Bible school to train pastors. Two of those churches have already been built. Water wells are being drilled, and we are thrilled to announce the Bible school construction is underway. 
This year, we're so excited to announce we're gonna be part of planting 52 new churches, and 20 of those will be right here in the United States. In addition to planting churches in the U.S., we'll also be planting 32 churches overseas. We have the opportunity to advance the kingdom of God through church planting in nine different areas of the world, including Thailand, France, Southern Asia, and Slovakia. One of the things we're really excited about this year is planting 20 churches in the closed country of Morocco. These 20 churches will be strategically located in every major city throughout the African nation of Morocco. Morocco is 99.99% Muslim, and we are working there with our national church partners, Muslims who have come to Jesus, to see a church planting movement across the whole country of Morocco. It is a large population, and there is a little bit of breakthrough that with help could multiply and roar into a gigantic flame. Each of those churches planting other churches, disciples that make disciples, churches that plant churches, that's the vision. We love to do self-sustainable ministry models. These properties that we're gonna buy, our Moroccan brothers and sisters can use these houses not only for house churches, but also as a way to generate income in communities where they can be salt and light. The locations range from the north to the south, the west to the east, so that there is a church within manageable distance of any believer in Morocco. So that as our missionaries and our indigenous partners encounter Muslims with truth, love, and power, we will see revival across the nation. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You see some of, in that video, some of the church planters we partnered with to plant churches and what God is doing in those churches is absolutely awesome. It just reminds me that our missions investment is a good investment. Amen. That it's a multiplying investment. I can't wait to see how God uses those churches as they continue to grow and they plant churches. God is using us. Amen. And then to think of what God has for us to do internationally. 32 churches are going to be planted this year as we step out in faith in our giving. Places like Mexico, Antigua, Uruguay. Places like France that desperately need Jesus. Places like Slovakia. Particularly excited about Slovakia because we invested in a, to get a church off the ground there. They already have 150 people and we're going to be building a building for them this year in Jesus' name. Amen. I love that. But I want to take a moment and focus in on what God has called us to do as we adopt the country of Morocco. You know, the need in Morocco is staggering. It's absolutely crazy. The need because of the lack of Christians, the lack of light in that country. But God is cracking the door. And God's going to use us to reach this country for Jesus. But just to give you an idea of what's happening there right now, the population of Morocco is 37,498,000. This is how many Christians are in the country, 31,400. This is a country that needs to be changed for Jesus. It's a country of high persecution. Uh, it, it's got a relatively uh, rich economy in that it's a tourist country, but it's impoverished spiritually. 
In fact, you know what? If you shake the faith of a Muslim for believers, there's high persecution. That's, you can be penalized. You can be imprisoned for up to three years. There's a desperate need. This is a place that if you, if you become a Christian, you can lose your job. You're going to be shamed. You're going to be ostracized. You could be imprisoned. You could face violence. In fact, there are limited actual churches there. Some of them are just grafted in from like the 1700s, the buildings that you can actually just walk into. But if you walk into them as a Muslim, there is a police officer standing there that's saying, hey, what are you doing? Questions you, and you could be detained or imprisoned for trying to do that. That's why we're building house churches in Morocco. And we believe God is going to use this to change that nation for Jesus. I love how Dick Brogdon was talking in that video and saying, you know what? A door has cracked. This is a God-given opportunity that we have to go in and change this nation, to encourage the believers there and to build the church. I want to show you where we're going to be planting churches in Morocco. These are the 20 churches, the 20 places that we're going to be planting churches. And what we're doing in is we're going in and we're buying houses that become Airbnb properties. That will allow the Christians who have lost their jobs, the Christians who have no other way of income, and, and the way that, that in that country it's very difficult because of the persecutions for churches to stay running because they're not self-sustainable. That will make them self-sustainable, but then on the weekends they're used for church ministry and church services to reach people for Jesus. They all, these properties are all across the country, making it easy for people to attend a church who need Jesus. And one of the missions of, this, of these churches is to raise up more church planters, to raise up more people who will plant more churches in Morocco. And you know what we're believing God to do? We're believing that that statistic we saw earlier is going to change. We're believing that God is going to shake this country for Jesus. We're believing God is going to use us as missionaries of supply to change Morocco in Jesus' name. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. But you know what? It doesn't happen unless we step out in faith and say, God, use us as missionaries of supply. Makes me think of that scripture in Proverbs. It says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. How often have you seen that in life as people are trying to work it out on their own or trying to make things happen on their own or, or just not looking where the God-given opportunity is, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. You know, there are times where God gives us as a church, there are times where God puts you in a space as an individual and says, this is an opportunity from me. This is an opportunity to make an impact. This is an opportunity for me to use you to make an eternal difference. The question is, do we see the opportunity? The question is, are we ready to say, God, wherever you are, that's where I want to be. Whatever you're doing, that's what I want to be a part of. God, I want to be a part of the opportunity because I know that's where the blessing is. God, I want to be a part of the opportunity because I know that's where you work supernaturally. God, I want to be a part of the opportunity because I want to see you use me. God, I want to see you do something that I can never do on my own. God, I want to see you work in my finances in a way that I'm like, what? This could only be God. Well, it's when you see the opportunity, you attend to what God reveals. That's where you see the blessing is. That's where you see God work. I want you to go ahead and grab your missions card again. And if you open it up, you'll notice we've broken it down on how you can plant a church. 
you can plant an international church for $25,000. Maybe for some of you, you're like, man, God, I believe you're, you're going to use us to plant a church this year, an international church, and we're going to give $25,000. Maybe as a life group, you all go in together and say, we're going to plant a church. Maybe for some of you, you could do three, maybe four churches. And if you can, you should. This is an open door. This is a moment where God says, you know what? I want to use James River Church. I want to use the people of James River Church to do something significant. I want, I want them to become my channel of supply. You know, when you think of channel of supply, you think of flow, you know, God pours in, then we pour out. God pours in his supply, then we pour out. That's why giving is so important. God's pouring in and we recognize it's from him. We pour out and that creates the flow, the channel. God wants to use you and you might be saying, well, I don't have anything. Oh, God knew that when he put that number in your heart. He's not saying, oh, I'm putting this number in your heart because you have it. I'm putting this number in your heart because I want you to become a channel of my supply. I want you to have the joy of watching me work in your life. You know, that's why I love these type of days, giving moments, generosity moments, because I've grown up in this church and I've seen over and over again how God has worked in the lives of people. I've seen how he's worked in my parents' life. Growing up, watching them say, you know, we're gonna step out in faith in our giving. We wanna do more than we've ever done before. And then watching God provide, watching God bless. And then Beth and I stepping out in faith, going on a giving journey, saying, God, use us. God, we don't know how you're gonna do it, God, but we wanna be channels of your supply and watching God bless our lives. And then being able to talk to our kids about it and saying, you know what? We want to teach you about generosity, but we don't wanna just teach our kids something that's like, oh, this is a principle in scripture. We wanna say this is the truth of God's word and we've seen it as we've stepped out in faith. That's the power of generosity. Your world gets larger and larger because you see God work, but then you set a legacy in the generations. You say, hey kids, I've seen it work in our life. This is not just something that I think about. This is something I've seen. As we've sown, we've seen God bless. That's the power of a day like today, seeing the opportunity, saying, God, I wanna to tend to what you reveal because God, I wanna see your blessing in my life. I want to step out in faith. I want to be a channel of your supply. And we're going to fill these out in a moment. And just once again, I just encourage every single person to grab the card. I'm going to pray. And then I want to share a story with you. It's really awesome of somebody stepping out in faith last year. But can we hold our card and can we just pray one more time? Father, I pray for every person God, watching online, Lord, every person in the room. Lord, I pray that, God, you would fill our hearts with faith to step out, not fear. Help us, Lord, Lord, to have a heart after what your heart's for, but, God, to believe you to channel your supply through us. Help us to do 
something big, God. Just out of a confidence, God, as we step out in faith, you're gonna be right there. Touch every person, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As you think about what God would have you do, and once again, if you're watching online, you can totally participate in this. There's a link in the chat. You can go on the James River homepage. Uh, but as we think about that, I want to read you this story. This is from Josh and Emily Dobson. Josh writes this, During Mission Sunday, we were instructed to write a faith promise amount on a card at the end of the service. I was sitting there calculating in my head what we could realistically give, but then the pastor stated, if the amount you write down doesn't scare you, it probably isn't large enough. I realized I was budgeting what I could give and not what God could give. I wrote down a number that was more than half our income, which left Emily and I wondering how it would ever get paid. As a side note, Emily says this about when Josh came out to the car. When we got into the car, I excitedly asked him what number he went with. He laughed and told me to guess. Then he laughed at my guesses and said no. <laughs> when he finally told me, I was the one laughing because I thought he was confused. I gently reminded him that the mission's faith promise was for one year. <laughs> it was a one year faith promise. He said he knew this. I came to my senses and said something like, wow, praise God, he's gonna do something big. I'd been searching, this is Josh writing, I'd been searching for a principal job for the last two years without any luck. Later in the week, after filling out the card, I was offered a principal position with a pay increase. If you look at my salary now and look at the salary I was offered, the difference is the amount I wrote on the card. Emily, while being a stay-at-home mom, was contacted and offered a management position with her previous employer. Emily's new salary would be a 55% increase from her previous position. Not only did Emily receive a 55% increase, but I as well received the same increase. This means our combined income more than doubled. God is good. I hope this testimony helps others step out of faith. Can we praise the Lord with them right now? Isn't that cool? You know, Jesus said, as your faith is, may it be unto you. Interesting that they wrote that number down and then there's a correlation to how God blessed their life. And as you uh, think about and begin to write your faith promise, say, God, what do you wanna do through me? How do you wanna use us as channels of your, your supply? It's a missions faith promise. This isn't tithing. Tithing belongs to the Lord. That's the first 10%. This is over and above giving where we say, God, I believe you're going to use me. You're going to pour into me to be a, a missionary of supply. And I just want to encourage you, step out in faith in a big way. Because as you do that, you'll see God work in your life in a big way. I wanna encourage you, do something. And maybe you've given in the past, say, God, I wanna do more than I've ever done before because I wanna see you work in our lives more than ever before. Beth and I are saying that. We wanna do, do more than we've ever done before because we wanna see God work more than ever before. We don't want the measurement to be what we've done in the past for what we do in the future. We wanna be channels of his supply. So grab a pen and you can begin to fill that out. If you're watching online, you can use your phone or the app. But you'll notice it says uh, on the card, every week I intend to give, or every month I intend to give, or every year I intend to give. You can, however that best works for you to remember. Now, I will mention this, we don't keep these cards. So we tally them after mission, the both Mission Sundays are over, we tally the results, but then we shred the cards. 
And because this is really for us as a church to say, okay, what do the people feel like God is gonna use them to do? Because that helps us best administrate what we do for missions. So you're not, you know, this isn't something where we come back at you and say, hey, you, you made this faith promise. This is between you and the Lord. So it's a significant thing, but we, we don't keep them as a church. We shred them. Now I will ask you on this, on your name, make sure you write a legible name because that's the only way we're gonna count it. Okay, don't write Boba Fett or Tony Stark or whatever comes to your mind. Don't put your best impersonation of a doctor's signature. We won't count it because we wanna make sure it's real people because we're really relying on it. But go ahead and write down what you believe God is gonna use you to do. And then uh, if you're interested in going on a missions trip, there's a box you can check there and we can get you information about missions trips. And then I wanna encourage you, you can tear that off or you can uh, submit it through the website. But then I wanna encourage you once again, you know, the best way in the biblical way to see God work in your finances is by putting seed in the ground. So as you put your faith card, we're gonna have the host pass the buckets in just a moment. As you put your faith promise card in, maybe you put a check in or maybe you take out your phone and say, I'm gonna start giving now because I wanna start putting seed in the ground. You know, like Paul, the apostle Paul said, the one who sows generously also reaps generously. It's when you put seed in the ground, you see God start to work. It's that step of faith to say, God, I not only believe you're speaking to me, but I believe you're gonna do something powerful. And so I'm giving in faith, believing you're gonna supply. And as you do that, you watch how God works in your finances. I wanna pray for every person making a faith promise. I'm gonna pray the blessing of God in your family. I'm gonna pray for those making a faith promise online, the blessing of God in your finances, that God pours his blessing in. I'm telling you what, God is way more generous to us than we are. So that's the great thing. You know what? When Jesus said, given it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over, poured into your lap, the measure it will be used, you use will be measured back to you. God gives us more than we gave. I'm gonna pray blessing into you. Would you hold up your faith promise? If you're watching online, hold up your phone. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, that you, God, use us to reach people all around the world. And God, I pray, God, that you would burn this in our heart. Lord, help our hearts to break for the lost. But Lord, help us to remember, God, it's all yours anyway. And God, that you, God, as we give, will honor us and God bless our finances, God, so we don't have to be afraid to step out in faith, God. We don't have to be afraid, God, to believe you to do something big because you're gonna help us. And I pray that you would bless every single person making a faith promise, every person putting seed in the ground. God, that you're gonna use them in a mighty way, that you're gonna multiply it for the building of your church, but you're also gonna multiply it in their lives in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.